5,000. Oh, yeah. Hold that baby up here. Put that up there. Oh, it's, oh, it's not working. There it goes right there. 5,000. All right. Isn't that cool? Love that. It was honestly, when I received this and opened up, it was one of the, you know, I love closing deals and sales, but that was, I don't know. It felt different. Special. So Dennis, thank you for taking time to come on this interview here and excited to talk with you. Really want to break down uh, your deal. You have a deal you started very recently, just a few months ago, got started in wholesaling real estate, right? Um, yeah. Did a lot of studying on my YouTube channel and, and started taking action and then ran into some obstacles. And I think this will be a great learning lesson, hopefully for people watching this video. Mm-hmm. Most transactions, not most, but a lot of tran- transactions don't go totally smooth all the way to the finish line. Usually there's things that come up. We're dealing with distressed sellers. So oftentimes there's distressed title and there's other challenges. And uh, you got multiple parties, right? Because you also have your cash buyer. So lots of things can can come in and play into a deal that maybe prevented from getting to the finish line. I think maybe about, I don't know, 25% of contracts never make it to the finish line. And that's just a part of doing business. So your deal had a few obstacles, you overcame them and were able to get your deal done. So let's talk about it. First of all, it's always fun to hear a little bit about your beginning. What, uh, like I said, I think you started in July of this year. So a few months ago. And uh, what was that like for you getting started? And at what point did you start to take action and pick up the phones and and make offers? Yeah, absolutely. So it all began, um, and I remember the dates exactly because you can't forget it, but July 21st was the day. Um, and just actually before I even get into that, just a little bit of a background. I actually um, come from a sales, uh, insurance sales specifically. Um, okay. So life insurance sales background. Uh, I'm still doing that currently full time as mm-hmm. of right now. My friend actually got me into it. Her her name's Jasmine. She she mentioned that she started, you know, wholesaling, uh, wholesale real estate. And I kind of started asking her questions because I'm I'm very curious. I'm very, you know, I like to say I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I got to asking her a lot of good questions. And before you know it, within about an hour of me asking questions, I said, you know what? I want to make some calls. I want to do this. So I hadn't even I hadn't even like watched any of your content yet, to be honest with you. Um, my friend just got me on the phones and you know what I did? I just went to Zillow, went to, you know, for sale by owner. And then from there, I just started looking at some houses in my area here in Nebraska and Iowa, where I kind of knew and where I knew I could easily create a bridge with people that I was talking to, or at least for the homeowners, right? Cause I know the area, I know I can, you know, build a relationship with them easily. Cause I knew yeah. that's, that's what I was good at. That's, and even in life insurance sales, you, you learn to really build a connection with whoever you're on the phone with. So uh, the first obstacle was number one, <laughs> when I first talked to, this is actually like the fourth call I made. I promise. <laughs> call I made. Wow. And I was speaking to this wonderful uh, lady named Linda and she was in council bluffs and she was looking to sell her home. And, um, I I gave her a call. She told me a little bit about, you know, what she was trying to accomplish. And it seems like, you know, her mother was actually, um, her mother was the one that actually owned it. She was getting kind of old and she knew that, you know, but sooner or later she might, you know, might not be here anymore. So she just wanted to kind of get it sold and make sure before anything happened that it was already taken care of. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I kind of, you know, knew what they were looking for. And, um, before I made the mistake, <laughs> this is a little tip before you get it under contract, don't go to buyers or yeah, don't go to buyers trying to see like what the, cause that's, I had no idea. I just wanted to get a feel for like the kind of the market and like what, you know, a buyer and investor would, you know, give me for it. So I made an offer to her. I wish she said she would think about it. She wanted me to come by the uh, property and come look at it. And she had the property listed for 135,000. On uh, Zillow. Yes, that's correct. On so Zillow. It, was by, it was Zillow by owner. Mm-hmm. Zillow okay. by owner, 135,000. And I had offered her a hundred thousand is uh, what I had offered her. And she said she would think about it. And, you know, she was very, she said she would, she, she was very interested in my offer. So she told me to come by tomorrow. Um, So what, anyways, I ended up, I kind of knew she might take the offer. So I was, I kind of went ahead of myself and I, I reached out to some investors, which I found on Craigslist. So I simply just went to Craigslist. And this is something that, my friend kind of started teaching me about. So once I spoke to her and gave her the offer at that moment, my friend loads like a whole load of videos, Jerry, Jerry Norton, Jerry Norton, <laughs> Jerry Norton that had to, how to get it under contract, how to, um, how to find a, a, a seller, how to find a buyer, this and that. So I started watching all these videos of, of you. And of course I, I do appreciate it is a, a lot of, a lot of valuable things in there and it's, and it's all for free. So that that's that's what I love about YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's um, awesome. So I took advantage of all those videos, um, and I I did use a lot of them. She sent me a lot of them. So um, shout out to Jasmine for that. Um, but anyways, um, I went to the what, what the problem that I occurred at the beginning was that when I reached out to this investor, this investor wasn't very nice, and this investor knew that I was just starting out. And this investor called the the owner of the property. Oh, backdoored and you. He, yeah, he backdoored me. So that's that's my biggest advice is don't get too ahead of yourself. And also, if you don't know who you're working with, if you don't trust them, I would, you know, be careful on how much information you would even give. But um, yeah, and just to piggyback on that thought, you're so right, Dennis. Um, the only way, the only time where that might be okay would be if you have a really good working relationship with your cash buyer and you, you trust your cash buyer. And then you would call your cash buyer and you would simply say, Hey, here's where I got the seller. Um, I'm not sure if this is really a good number. Does this number work for you? Can you take a look and help me And a good cash buyer? That's not trying to cut you out. They're looking at their number. So all they would do, like if, if that were me and I was the cash buyer, I wouldn't be worrying about whatever you're talking about with the seller. I'd be worried about what's my number that would work for me. So then I'd come back right. to you, I'd come back and I'd say, look, Dennis, I took a look at your deal. I ran some comps. I, I know that area, so on and so on. And I would need to be at here. And then that would tell you where you need to go re- renegotiate or if you even have a good deal or not. So that can right. work where you don't actually have the contract yet. But again, uh, it's a dog eat dog world and it's cutthroat a lot of times and people will cut you out of the deal if they can, even with a contract, people can cut you out of the deal. That's why I'm a big believer in the affidavit, the memorandum of affidavit. I don't know if you know about this. I'll put a link in the description, uh, for the free one, but you were title will record this and it basically clouds your contract on title. 
So that way between while you're in escrow, no one can go around you and close outside of you. Yeah. Because let's say you did have a contract that shady cash buyer could still go to the seller directly, work a new deal, new contract, new title company and close before you. And you wouldn't even know. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Yeah. So anyway, but uh tough, tough lesson to learn. So yeah. did they take that deal? Did they steal that deal from you? Yeah. So um, what happened was, is, you know, me and him weren't too far off. It seemed like um, he was trying to give me, when I spoke to the investor, um, I told him that what I kind of wanted for it. And he would kind of, I, I was telling him around um, 115 is what I just wanted a 15 K assignment fee. And he came down to like 85 is where he was at. Mm. Okay. And he had mentioned, actually, he's like, you know, this deal might work if you weren't here. <laughs> so that's where I kind of knew, you know, it, it might not go so well. But anyhow, I still showed up the next day. Um, and she had mentioned like, hey, you know, I had an investor reach out yesterday right after you called. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, what, what did uh, what did he say? Or what did he have to offer? And he was right around the ballpark of what he was telling me. So then I was like, okay. So I basically, she actually, you know, it's crazy. She actually took um, my offer, even though it was less than his, just because I showed up and I was presentable and she trusted me and um, we built a relationship. So she was willing to take less because of the fact that she wasn't willing to do business with that investor because she had never met him. Um, and she wasn't in front of him. Like he wasn't in front of her and stuff like that. So she told me that's that. That's interesting. And he's experienced your brand new. So, so Dennis, that that's a really valuable lesson. I hope everybody gathered there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially with an older demographic, there is yeah. a mindset there around see you, know you, shake your hand. It's differently. <laughs> yeah, it's a different, you know, you and I and, and younger people are more used to Zoom and phone and Internet. Right. Uh, but sometimes that makes a big difference. You may have been able to do it uh, anyway over the phone because you can also build relation. You can you can improve your relationship or build a strong relationship on the phone. But nothing's better than belly to belly, face to face. That's always going to be the most effective way. Even though that other investor was super seasoned, you still were able to build rapport, create that competitive advantage by meeting with her. And, and mm -hmm. that was that. And, and for sellers, it's not always price. We tend to think price rules everything. Sometimes it's that relationship. It's feeling comfortable. A seller is more concerned about getting to the closing than they are sometimes about the dollar amount. And other things can be like how quickly are there any other services you're going to do, like a rent back agreement or clean it out for them or find them a new place to go or got to find the rabbits thinking value at. Right. Yeah. So that's awesome. So then you did get the contract with her, even though that investor tried to backdoor you. Yeah. So she, uh, we still made a deal. Um, she was uh, like you said, she was a little bit of a older lady. So she was kind of a little more old fashioned face to face. Yeah. So we made the deal and then um, it was actually three days later, I ended up finding a buyer and she knew exactly what I was trying to do. Um, I told her that, you know, I work with investors and we're, you know, we're either going to buy, um, buy it to hold, we're either going to buy it to, you know, sell it to one of our other investors that, you know, might be a better project for them since they know the area a little bit better. 
So I just kind of left the options on the table that as an investor, you know, we don't know which route we're going to go. Um, but I kind of was transparent with her. Hey, you know, like this might be one that one of my investors um, that I know might be interested in. So I might have him come take a look at it. Love so, that. That's, Dennis, that's a great way to say it. Um, because if you say I'm going to wholesale for more money, that's not going to go over well. But I work with other investors and one of them may step in and then mm-hmm. reassure them that everything's going to go okay and you're going to get the price we agreed on. You know, so that's awesome. Okay. So then three days later, you found a buyer. Yeah. So three days later, um, I actually, this, um, I posted it and was actually put it on a little Facebook, um, group chat. Cause I had joined all these groups. Uh, my friend told me, Hey, this is where you find cash buyers and sellers, blah, blah, blah. So I joined some groups and I just advertised, Hey, I got this property under contract. Let me know if interested. Um, and a guy that was a local, um, ended up seeing it and he was just an investor and, um, he wanted it, but he was, he was not very experienced. This is one of like his first ones he was trying to do a fix and flip on. Mm. Um, so he was going to do private money or even go the traditional route and even get a loan for it. Right. Um, and I knew it probably, it had to be the private money way. Cause I knew probably with the loan, it wasn't going to be that pretty with, you know, how interest rates and stuff were going, but I was obviously going to leave that up to him. Um, but anyhow, we went, I was following up with him every week and he said, yeah, everything's on path. Like we should, you know, have money before escrow. Um, and we agreed on price and everything, but what happened was is a week before we closed, he had, he had fell out and he said, yep, this ain't going to work. And get was, his financing. yeah, he couldn't get his financing straight. There was some kind of miscommunication between him and the loan officer. Um, and then the private money lender wasn't willing to, um, give it to him because it was still, there was still another one he was doing and he was still starting out. So mm-hmm. Um, it, that's what he told me anyway, regardless, I knew that I had a week to find another buyer. So that same day, um, I went over to Zillow and I actually started going through four rents and then for sales that looked like they had just been remodeled. And what I did is I just started calling real estate agents and people that were listing these homes, um, for rent or for sale that had been remodeled and looks like it was a fix and flip. I basically just started kind of having conversations with them and seeing what I could do. Um, I think it was third person I called on this fix and flip that was just down the street. I said, Hey, um, I'm a wholesaler, um, slash investor. I got a property down the street, um, that you might be interested in. It's very similar. It looks like to what you guys had had it before. Um, you want to take a look at it? It's just down the street. And then he's like, actually, yeah, I might be interested. And well, I first asked him if he was working with any investors because he was a real estate agent. Yeah. And he mentioned, yeah, I'm working for some investors. I don't think they would be interested in that one, but I might be personally interested in it. And I was like, okay, well, why don't you go by and uh, look at it? What time do you want to see it? And then uh, he went by, looked at it, and it was exactly what you know he was looking for. He was actually looking to pull on something um, pretty soon. It lined up with what he was trying to do. The house wasn't too bad either. It was just a really, really, uh, I'd say a, t- a slight remodel. Like it was very, very nothing crazy, like maybe 15, $20,000 and you get away with a pretty good remodel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually had to renegotiate the price because he was $5,000 lower than where I was. <laughs> and I, unfortunately I couldn't work him enough. So 
I went back to her and I was like, look, you know, we have a week till close. I have a problem. The, you know, investor I was working with, you know, he, he did kind of fall out due to some issues with his um, private money. Um, I still think we can close on this is the only problem is we need to be 5,000 more lower Mm. in order to make this happen. And I'm really sorry that it's not exactly what I promised you, but unfortunately, um, if we're being honest, if you were to get a real estate agent and then put up on the market, you know, after you pay your commission fees for seller and buyer, you're going to end up right around here anyway. So let's just, let's just get it done. Right. Let's just get it sold because you know, you said you're trying to make sure this is sold before your mother, you know, before anything happens to your mother. So um, she was good with that and she was good to renegotiate, took that back to the seller. And then uh, everything was pretty much a walk in the park from there. And then, so then what, $5, oh, yeah, hold that baby up here. Put that up there real. Oh, it's, oh, it's not working. There it goes right there. Five thousand. All right, isn't that cool? Love that. It was honestly when I received this and opened up. It was one of the, you know, I love closing deals and sales, but that was, I don't know. It felt different. Special. Yeah, I hang this. Dennis, do me wall. a favor. Take take a picture of that and frame it because that's. It's not the $5,000. It's that you did a deal successfully. And mm-hmm. now that's a proof of concept. So now that's going to put you on a trajectory to do a, a create an entire business, hopefully out of what you just did there. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's, it's really that's cool. Awesome. It's, it's really cool. And like you said, it's not about like how much it is. It could have been $2,000. But the fact that I was able to go through the process and actually do it, because let's be honest, there's a lot to it, right? Yeah. But I think um, we kind of overthink ourselves. It's the same thing like in sales. We tell people when we used to do in-home appointments, you're not going to learn anything about in-home sales until you learn how to book the appointments. Why? Because there's no point of spending a whole bunch of time on learning how to do in-homes when you can't get there yet. Let's make sure that you can get in front of people. And then if you can get in front of people, then we can teach you how to actually you know, go through a presentation um, in in home. Right. So it's just kind of the same concept. And I think that's one of the, the, the things I learned as well. Yeah. I actually agree with that completely. A lot of people teach to find cash buyers first and then go make offers. And I disagree because the process is you get a deal, then you take it to a cash buyer. So why not go in order and finding the deal is the bulk of the time, energy, and effort. It's the hardest part. If you actually have a good deal, finding a cash buyer is not that difficult. If you've got a good deal, there's going to be a buyer for it. So Mm -hmm. I like that you focused all your attention on getting the deal. And then you said, okay, I got a contract. Now I need to find a buyer. And I'm going to go through this process to find a buyer. That strategy you talked about is one of my favorite strategies, which is to find a local flipper in the area where your deal is. Contact those agents, contact those investors, because flippers love to flip in the same neighborhoods where they previously flipped. So those are great buyers. They're your ideal buyer is someone in the neighborhood where your deal is. So I, I think that's so true about what you said. Yeah, um, that's that's honestly my biggest you know tip for people too. Like when you're starting out, like um, even when I was first starting, I think we we think about too much of how to dispo the deal when we haven't actually acquired anything yet. Yeah. So I have my biggest... nature. It's human nature to worry about step two, you know, before uh-huh. step one, step four, before step three, we want to make sure that we 
understand everything before we do anything. And that's at our detriment. You don't need to understand everything to do something. Just do step one, get that, then do step two. And you'll learn so much in the process. And then you just continually improve all of that like you're doing. Yeah. So, so smart. You know, Dennis, it's really cool because uh, your sales background gave you such a leg up because you weren't afraid to pick up the phone. In fact, you pick up the phone before you knew anything and you just started talking to people. And it just goes to show how important it is to just pick up the phone, just start talking to people. And it's amazing what will happen. Your fourth call in, you find a motivated seller, you end up getting a deal, making $5,000. So awesome. Yeah. And, the, and I mean, just to put things in perspective, the person that was helping me, like she didn't know what she was really doing either. She would only yeah. knew your videos and everybody else's videos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she hadn't even done a, she hadn't done a deal herself. So when I got this deal and she helped me, like she was stoked too. So yeah. Yeah. It's so was- true. That's such a good point. So Dennis, if you were to share, you shared some amazing nuggets. Thank you. If you're talking to somebody, if somebody's watching right now and it's their and they're working on their first deal, what would be your biggest advice to somebody working on their first deal? Yeah. So my biggest advice for someone working on their first deal is to really just figure out um, the, the the basics of what you're kind of doing. Don't get too much, you know, don't get too caught up in the sauce. Don't get too worried about plan or step, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way up to 10. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um the first step is just picking up the phone. Well, first, obviously knowing a little bit about what you're doing. Um, I didn't know too much, um, but then it also gave me a little bit of disadvantage on the phone. Right. So kind of know a little bit about, you know, what the basics are and then pick up the phone and and start talking to people that want to sell their homes. And my biggest tip is to don't figure out, don't worry about price so much, figure out the why and figure out, Mm. figure out what the problem is. Mm. Because I think that that comes from a sales background. If if you're in sales, you know that if you just find a problem and then provide a solution, then you have an exchange, right? Yeah. So um, my biggest advice is find a problem, and then you know you try to be their solution and try to try to help them out, and the price will kind of align itself. Yeah. And also know just yeah. a little bit of a basic of what you're doing. And don't get too caught up in the sauce of what's what's next. Just make the phone call, get it under contract. And then from there, you can, you know, just reevaluate and go as the deal is going. Yeah, I love that. Great advice, Dennis. Guys, leave a comment and say, Dennis, you're a flipping genius. Congrats on your deal. Uh, what's, what's next for you? Are you looking to continue wholesaling? What's your, yeah. what's your plans? Absolutely. Um, I'm super excited about real estate and, and um, wholesaling. And I think all of it yeah. is, I think you guys talk about, you know, freshmen, sophomore. Yeah. Junior, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm, I'm a freshman, um, but yeah. I'm going to start, you know, getting into looking into being a sophomore and a junior and uh, even a senior yeah. in the real estate game. And I know, especially with the way things are going right now, I know things can, you know, be scary, but I don't think, I think you just need to have some, you know, faith in in what you're doing and what you've been watching and what you've been planning on doing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I want to wish you all the success. Please keep in touch with me about uh, how you're how you're progressing deals you're doing. I'd love to kind of follow your journey. You know, great. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for for congratulating Dennis. It's it's really cool. You know, yeah, thanks again. For, I just, 
I appreciate it. Jerry too. Thanks for having me. Uh, and once again, man, I appreciate, you know, all the, all the value that you provide at, at no cost. Obviously we all got to make a living, but the stuff that you provide and, you know, some of the people that you're in the circle with, you guys have, you know, you got some good people around you. Um, so thank you. And, and, you know, thanks to the people that you have in your circle for all the value you guys provide at no cost. Yeah, so you're welcome. It. Well, it's meaningless unless someone like you watches it, takes action, has success. So thank you for applying the information.